Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. We've been talking a lot about spiritual growth these last few weeks. Growing something besides old, which I think we're all interested in. doesn't matter how old we are. And we've talked about the fact that growth is a process. So I think the comforting thing about that is that we don't have to get so angry at ourselves when we blow it because we're in process. I mean, think of all the people in scripture who really made huge mistakes like life and death mistakes and God forgave them and they remained in the process. Uh, It's a partnership, partnership with God who does the real work anyway, and a partnership with other believers who encourage us, who iron us out, who exhort us, who comfort us. And lastly today, it's a privilege, which is maybe uh, something you haven't thought about before. Some friends of ours had a baby boy born with a rare syndrome, Cornelia DeLange syndrome, and uh, they didn't find that out until the day before she had the baby. So it was such a shock. Little David will never grow more than four feet. He has breathing problems, hearing issues, and he'll never speak more than three or four words. At least that's what I was told when I first heard about when we first met them. And um, we were gonna we had them for dinner. And so I wanted to tell my kids, so um, they would understand. And so I told my daughter, Bethany, who was in elementary school at the time, uh, about little David and that he wouldn't speak more than three or four words. And she said, well, he better choose his words wisely. (laughs) I was able to tell that to his folks later, and they had a good little laugh about it. Because of his condition, David will never grow up the way his rambunctious little brother Matthias grew up, who's now so tall and in high school. Growing up is something we take for granted until we see that it's not even possible, as in David's case. No one knows better than his parents what a great privilege it is to have the ability to grow up. At salvation, we were reborn into the life of God, and we have the greatest privilege of all to be able to grow up into all aspects of Jesus. As much as possible, this side of heaven, like Christ in everything, was our verse. Do we value this privilege? I know I don't. My friend Susan Anderson said recently that Christians can be very good at knowing and doing their responsibilities, but not half as good at, li- at living out their privileges as sons and daughters of the king. Many days I may not even pay a bit of attention to that process and that privilege. It can be the last thing on my mind as I race from one commitment to the next. Maybe you're racing to one right now, one more appointment, one more responsibility. All good things, most likely, that keep the family rolling, but not the main focus that God intends for me. As they say, good things often keep us from the best. There are a lot of good people that you and I know. They pay their taxes, they are kind to their dogs and their mothers. They treat your children nicely, they mow their lawns, but they ignore God. They don't pay any attention to Him. 
If they acknowledge his existence, it's not more than a passing thought, unless, of course, their baby gets sick or their son joins the military. Then, then, maybe then, they cry out to God, desperate for some kind of help. I hope that you and I are right there in relationship with that person when they get that desperate cry of their heart. Are we any better than those who don't know God, who just ignore him because they don't feel they need him until there is a desperate crisis? Does a crisis for us have to occur, occur for God to get our attention? How many times do we have to hear that phrase, good things keep us from the best? Growing in our relationship with God is the best. Ephesians 4.30 in the message reads, Don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. We can view our maturing process as something laborious and difficult, trudging along in our Christian walk, nose to the ground, Eeyore-ish at every corner. Oh, life is so hard. Or we can view it as what it truly is a privilege that only God's children can enjoy, growing up into all the fullness of Christ. You've seen those before and after pictures. I was a drab brunette. Now I'm a raving redhead. I was 200 pounds. Now I'm 35 pounds with 135 pounds, not 35, with shoes. But we have the best before and after story. Ephesians 5 verse 8 says, For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. I didn't feel that way today. I didn't feel light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, verse 10, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. That's a privilege. Those in darkness can't even learn what is pleasing to God. They don't have the capability. Growing up is a privilege because we get to please God when we obey him. But do we even think about that? Here's the point. When we've been raised in the church or have been a Christian many years, we can become jaded to the privileges of our position. Satan knows he can't take us away from our position in Christ. So he dulls our minds and hearts to the joy of our position. A newborn believer I know was recently reading the Gospels for the first time. He finished Matthew and told my daughter, Hey, I came across that cool prayer that's in all the movies. <laughs> it was the Lord's Prayer. And he had never read it before. And he was excited. Ephesians 4.1 in the Living Bible states, I beg you to live and act in a way worthy of those who have been chosen for such wonderful blessings as these. Do you feel chosen? Are you living in those blessings? My friend Lori said that as her kids got older, they got more responsibilities and more privileges. It was all part of the deal of growing up. With more privileges came more responsibilities. Each birthday, she would tell her son or daughter, now you can stay out this late, that's the privilege. And now you can learn to do your own laundry, that's the responsibility. They went hand in hand. Okay, you can drive now, but you must pay for gas. You're a smart mother. We're growing up, ladies, and our responsibilities are a privilege. 
it's our responsibility, <clears throat> excuse me, to walk worthy of our calling. But what a privilege as well to be like Jesus in all his fullness, to live out his purpose for our lives and to live as if this life is a preparation for the next. That's what this podcast is all about, making our lives count for the next. There is no greater life than being a Christian. Do you really believe that? If you don't feel that excitement, ask God for it. One way to cultivate this joy in our privilege comes from the lovely passage in John 15. To abide in Christ, and he brings the fruit, but we need to do the abiding. What does that mean exactly to abide? Glenn Evans wrote this great explanation, which has been a blessing to me. He wrote, What does it mean to abide in him? First, a conscious awareness of his presence at all times. The feeling that he is there. As a child playing is aware of his mother's nearby presence. Isn't that beautiful? Second, it means a careful consultation with him about everything that affects us direct prayers or else scanning the Bible indirectly for any message he has for us there. The important thing is to keep the lines of communication open with him so that we are instantly ready to receive any necessary message sent from him. I love that. A careful consultation with him about everything that affects us. And third, it means a continual enjoyment of him as a person. He is a joy, a delight to us at all times. The very thought of him fills us with pleasure. That was from the devotional Daily with the King by Glenn Evans. John 15, 5 states, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Are these words of Christ encouraging or discouraging? What does it take for you to abide in Jesus 24, 7? I have a handout in show notes that will help us stay close to God on a daily basis. And I will also write out that quote from Glenn Evans because it's such a blessing. The key to growth is viewing obedience as a privilege. And when we abide in Christ, he reminds us of how privileged we are. Let's pray this prayer. Lord God, thank you that I get the privilege of becoming more like you. May I see obedience as the privilege it is. May I actively pursue learning what pleases you most. Thank you and amen. A long time ago, my youngest and I were having quite a discussion regarding her schoolwork habits. Time and patience was always needed when those talks occurred. She'll probably be a lawyer someday if she can remember to bring her book home. I was going on and on about how she needed to grow up and take responsibility for getting her books and her assignments. She replied, but mom, I'm not grown up yet, so I still need your help. I'm not supposed to do it all by myself yet. <laughs> Thankfully, God is more patient with me than I can be with my girls. He says, Sue, it's time to grow up and you don't have to do it by yourself. God wants us to grow up, but he doesn't leave us to do it on our own. It's a process. We persevere by fixing our eyes on Christ. It's a partnership. We admit we cannot do it without Christ. It's a privilege. We glory in the calling. We get to spend our whole <clears throat> lives 
<clears throat> we get to spend our whole lives learning. Excuse me. <clears throat> we get to spend our whole lives learning what pleases him. I think I need to start over. <clears throat> there, I'm going to say it again because it's so important. It's a privilege. We glory in the calling. We get to spend our whole lives learning what pleases him. <laughs> I need to repeat that three times for me. Let's close in prayer. Lord, thank you for the privilege of growing something besides old. I praise you that you don't leave me all by myself to work out this image-bearing job of becoming more like Christ. And may I recognize the privilege it is to be yours and to become like you. May I pray every day, Lord, help me do and be what pleases you. Thank you and amen. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here. <laughs>